music. Oh yeah, there's a beauty theme again, hey? I love that. We're back. Boom. Here we are. This is uh, we are now live before we're, we're here live before studio audience. As you can hear in the background. <laughs> well, that worked. So. And uh, introducing, of course, the man himself. That's me, Dennis Osborne. The man with the beard, and over here, the man with the hat, Wallace Ryan. Oh. Oh. Okay, keep it down out there. Keep it down. <laughs> okay, okay. tell the people what we're at today there, Dennis. Uh, so we just shot one uh, episode, number four. This and is number it, five. It was great. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was the best of Slices for 2020. Yep. Uh, this one, just an impromptu one. Uh, we had a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. For about a week, so the same was we ever. for a week. We're basically all stuck home <laughs> for so, a week. Two people think week, about that, yeah. for, folks. It was a week. Well, I mean, I had nine days off, which is the longest <laughs> vacation I've had in about ten years. So, but we just had a quick discussion, so we said we recorded about what did you do, comic book related, nerd related, during your. Seven, eight, nine days state of emergency. <laughs> stuck um, inside. Stuck inside. What did you read? What did you accomplish? So uh, I walked well, in here and I noticed right away you did. Oh, yeah. I'll let you start. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, the one of the things, and it's funny when you said that because you had mentioned too about tidying up and cleaning up, and that's that's what I did. That's why those stacks those stacks are there now, ready to, and, and the stacks out in the hallway there. And, uh, I, I started organizing and. and Putting stuff outside that, because I'm just not going to start filling my 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 bedroom with with books there too, because I because I can do that, <laughs> and uh, so some things I'll have in here. It's the main room, and then other stuff like especially like DC whatever. When as the as we get more and more of the omnibuses, I'll move those into the to the other one, and those will become the highlight. Well, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I went through and I uh, created a few stacks there. Um, did a bit of lettering and uh, did a lot of cooking, and I actually watched um, watched quite a few DVDs too. Right? Oh, uh, you can do, and but, a lot of people lost power, so you couldn't even do that. Yeah, well, well see, I was stuck to, because I had no TV for the first couple of nights, so I had to. But I got lots of DVDs, so it was well, it was of course. Simpsons, <laughs> all the way through, and uh, uh, Prime Suspect, I re- watched quite a bit of that. Uh, in terms of comics, now, in terms of comics, I did get in some reading, and I, I had posted a thing to the uh, Library of Graphic Literatures, Literatures page, so, sort of in the same vein of, uh, you know, this is what I, I read, what I was reading at the time. I'm glad I posted about it because I was trying to think. Geez, what was I reading? Right, right. Uh, the uh, one was the uh, Donald Duck, Duck Avengers Strike Strikes Again from the Disney Master Series. Gotta love those Disney Mas- Master Series. So, too bad Sam wasn't here because he he's a big Disney man, <laughs> right? But um, and uh, oh yeah, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, which is a highly ironic thing to be. Reading in the middle of a, a howling snowstorm. It's like 80 mile an hour winds, for God's sake, right? I was afraid part of the house was going to tear away, to be quite honest, right? Um, Savage Sword of Conan, Volume 2, because yeah. of the savageness of the storm yeah. around it. That was one that I was reading as well, because it came out just before the storm. Yeah. So we had a chance to catch yeah. up on that. Uh, and then uh, the kid, Cowboys of Boys Ranch. 
Uh, which no. you and I bought together. We bought that off of Jim, the, Jim Simon. Jim Simon himself. And you yeah. Got, uh, like an actual sheet saying that it's actually from the library of yeah. Joe. And yeah. we got Boys Ranch and Fighting America. Yeah. Which, which I couldn't find before. I, I, and when, because he's on, on the group. And when he said, you know, I have some copies to sell, it was just like, excellent. So, so thank you, Jim. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Kill, kill or be killed. <laughs> I read a good bit of that. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I like that, right? Um, and Seth's Clyde Fans, which was another nice little book. And I read, read a few, I've plucked a few from the Kirby uh, uh, shelf there. Uh, you know, the uh, Commandy, and just read a few issues here and there, you know. Right. I do that so often, I'll just go over, pick just one book at random. Sometimes I don't even look. It's just like, okay, is there a good comic in here to... Reread and right. just stand, uh, and I'll even stand up here when I'm reading it too. Right? I find mostly during a snowstorm, I don't want to buy or sort of read a book that takes several days to go through. Cause yeah. You know how long you got? Yeah. I basically <laughs> pluck quick reads, mindless stuff. I pull easy reads. Yeah. Like for me, it's '90s Marvel. I pull stuff <laughs> out because that's the easiest thing you can breeze through. Uh, it's not. Deep into characterization, and yeah. it's a quick little action story. Boom, done. There you go. Pop yeah, back on the shelf, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the cheese uh, was. I, I think there was. Uh, oh, another one was that uh, the Marvel horror, uh, horror uh, omnibus. There, the uh, actually it's over there somewhere. The uh, what is it? Marvel. Yeah, Marvel yeah. horror omnibus. Uh, that actually in the house of mystery. Okay. I got into them just because, and especially the House of Mystery, because it just has so many short, well, it's all short stories, yeah. right? So it's easy to pick it up, have a quick read, put it down, and, and then I'll go read something else. So I, so I did, did a lot of that. But uh, I did spend you know, one, one whole day just doing absolutely nothing, but I, you know, doing a bit of reading, having several cups of tea, I did a bit of cooking even, right? Because <laughs> luckily I'd gone to the... To the store the night before the storm, and I had enough milk to get me through on tea. So I was a lucky man. <laughs> People don't realize how bad it was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, I was like I said the city was, was shut down for a week. Like was, you weren't allowed to leave the house. It was two and a half feet in one day. It was, it was the most amount of snow I've seen in my life in one day. It was. Just, I looked out from his window here and out on the street. And it was just like, I was watching it fill up, and I just couldn't believe it was just, I was watching it fit, go up on the neighbor's house there next door. I went to bed, and it was so far up his door. I got up next morning, his door was covered in. It was halfway up the, the first floor, because he was really facing towards the storm, too. And I, meanwhile, I was lucky, because the way my house is angled, we just get this breeze that comes down, so... There's, I get there's a drift, but it drifts slightly away from my house too, like a little, it's like a little dune in front of my house. <laughs> but I'm always able to open the door, and walk right out for some reason, right? Perfect. So I, I was lucky that way, and I only lost my power for, uh, well, God only knows. I just woke up one morning and the clock was flashing. And so you know, it was just like, oh, oh, thank God. House is a bit colder, but you're good. Well, that, that, and of course that was the only worry. And of course, collectors know about this is the uh, uh, the freezing of pipes and water damage, stuff like yeah. that. But the uh, if the pipes do freeze, they tend to burst down below, uh, and. Uh, 
but you, uh, during when it got as cold as it did, I actually uh, I even run the hot water at a trickle, and I, I check it all through the okay. night, and, and I even keep an eye on the the, the weather because so a lot of nights, like tonight before I go to bed, I'll ch check to make sure it doesn't. Because as soon as it hits minus twenty, those pipes are freezing. Come hella hella high water, right? <laughs> Superman ain't gonna stop that. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, what else do we got on the old schedule here today? Anything else about storm-related comics that you can... Uh, well, for me, I did a lot of organizing like you did. Yeah. Um, where I buy so many Marvel Omnibus, I only organize them maybe a couple of times a year. Because if a book comes out, say, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. I have to slide everything down one. Okay, okay. <laughs> and if you You're just like me like that. Yeah, okay. They gotta go alphabetical. Uh, yeah. Right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm not moving 150 Marvel yes. Omnibus yeah. and minor in like the cube shelves um, from Ikea and sometimes they don't quite line up and then you got little gaps and it just drives you nuts and you put in filler books and... Yeah. So I did that. Uh, I did a project. I ended up buying a spinner rack Oh, and okay. it holds 96 comics, and I wanted it filled with... Like, 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 like you have, yeah. Oh, excellent. So mine is a giant deluxe one. I got a magazine one for you at the house, too. Yes. Which we're going yes. to fill with yeah. um, heavy metal. Yeah. But I wanted it... This project I had for a while, I wanted it filled with my favorite comics growing up. Okay. And okay. comics that mean a lot. And I got recommendations from friends of mine on their favorite comics. And the plan was it's going to be half my childhood favorites, and then half my friends. Oh, okay. Uh, and a nice little blend. It was a little project, so I started that. Um, and I had people who were Flash friends, uh, like Flash fanatics, so I got a couple of like, their favorite comics and their covers, and Green Lantern, and 90s X-Men, and... Um, yeah, with mine, mine's like a 70s. Yeah. 70s into the 60s and 70s. Uh. I got a copy of Toxic in it. Oh, good. Right? I Excellent. got that in. I picked yeah. that up a little while ago. But I discovered that I liked a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of bad, bad shit in that run. Because um, where it was early 90s, it's a lot of chrome covers. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of holograms. <laughs> oh, it's uh, a lot of glow-in-the-dark covers. <laughs> because they were your favorite. The freak show. Right? Right? It's <laughs> 90s garbage. So I learned that the hard way. Um, but I did get a good start on Ninja Turtles IDW. Okay, series. yeah, yeah. Uh, for Christmas, uh, someone gifted me. <laughs> I got the first ten volumes for Christmas. You turned me on to just describing yeah. the... Tell me about it. It's just like, Jesus, sounds rather interesting. So right? I uh, I started on that, so I got two, maybe three volumes into that. But that tied but, into the Kickstarter board game they got coming out, which I got coming in the mail now in a couple of weeks, and that's based off the entire series. So it's kind of... I could read it and then play the, the game and they're based off the single issues and the story arc. So it's kind of, you get to play the actual book itself. Yeah. So we got to do something like that. So that was kind of fun. Okay. So, and organizing, cleaning up. Yeah, yeah, uh, so read some EC comics because again, one done stories. Well, it's funny because we, even when you, uh, we, we were discussing this and all that and you mentioned the cleaning up, it's just like a, for a second, I was almost going to say, well, you know, I didn't do much cleaning up, but then it was just like, oh my God, that's all I did one day. It, it, <laughs> Because the stacks are moved around different things, and, and and I actually brought up a lot of books. You did. I mean, there's a lot of books out there now, but there was a wall of books before, and they're, they're upstairs, which I had to run upstairs. Oh, yeah, this I'd forgotten about this. 
and I never talked about this on the Library of Graphic Literature one, but I go upstairs to my ex-bedroom, it's during the height of the storm, and I open the door, and there's snow coming down the wall, right? She's like, holy shit! And so I go in and wipe it off my CDs, and fortunately the DVDs are on the other side of the room, so I was lucky, but it was uh, there was a crack in the window, and the snow was... Now, I had it jammed up pretty good, because I knew about the crack and all that and had stuff up against it. But, man, the winds were so much, that snow, that that was determined shit-ass snow, man. That, that came in, and it, it, was, it was hilarious. I was up there scooping up and bringing, you know, snow down to throwing the bathtub down there. It was just like... <laughs> What the fuck am I doing? I'm gonna lie. I'm just gonna put a piece of wood in that thing from now on, right? Just easier. That's gonna become an X window, right? <laughs> but uh, well, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, survived. You know, had of course had a lot of reading. That's at least the one thing. That's the one good thing. Yeah, is the, you, you have a lot to read. Yeah. So almost too much really here. <laughs> Stuff you'll never get through, but that yeah. was a perfect time to do it. Yeah, yeah. I got. I I did get in a, a lot of back reading. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll admit that, right? I went through my single-issue comics. That was a big thing to get through because I get so many single-issues. And you just get backlogged and backlogged. There was a chance to just yeah. go through them all, bag and board them, file them away. I even got, got some lettering done, right? <laughs> which was not the first day. The first day I just, I actually really lazed off the first day. I just sat here watching the snowstorm, watching movies, and, and uh, just enjoying it. And then... Uh, by the third day, those get kind of squirrely after not just trying to talk. get out of the house. We're well, not talking to someone for like three days straight. It was I think just like, socialize. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. I mean, you can see all the uh, the the claw marks in the the hallway out there, right? As I was climbing the walls, right? Well, we made it. That's the main thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Other than that, you had a quick little rent. Oh yes. To go through, oh and yeah. Then we'll, we'll, wrap the, up. Uh, well, oh, oh, the other thing though, the the because just mentioned at the end of la- the the last episode, but sales being up for uh, graphic novels uh, in in twenty nineteen. So man, to all those naysayers, oh, it's dying art for blah blah blah. Go to hell, <laughs> right? It's it's it's. I mean, the the sales that. I, I see Jason Stores. That's Downtown Comics here in St. John's, Newfoundland. Nice. <laughs> um, the, the sales, the the change in the even the the time since I came came back uh, from then, even right up to present day, the the change in the sales is is just phenomenal. The fact that well, the fact that he has shelf upon shelf of of, of soft covers down there, which sell, <laughs> right? They do, yeah. And now now the. Because we were talking about that, you asked me after, but the single issues, single issues still do sell because, you know, it's, it's a good way for people to test out something, and and it's like if they they'll read the series and then they'll buy the, you know, the the the, the trade in the end, you know, like the no one is in control trade trade, which is coming up soon. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It's officially solicited yeah. now, so. But yeah, tra- the, uh, it's one of the best things to happen, I think, in, in comics is is the whole trades and and the graphic novels. The you know, and of course, biggest thing, the influx of women. That's they, what they, that's what's driven up the sales. I think there are more women reading comics now <coughs> than than in my lifetime. I mean, my old comic book store talk about a sausage factory. Right? <laughs> Good lord, it was it, it was depressing. All right. Well, when I was reading early 90s, 
Um, the only girls were like 13-year-old goth girls yeah. that were reading Sandman. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And, and Sandman was great. And I credited the Sandman actually with a lot, lot of this because of all those girls, those goth girls that they got into the Sandman. As they grew older, they kept buying comics. Yeah, and uh, and then got their kids into buying comics and all that. So, uh, way to go, Neil. <laughs> we owe you big time for that. For that. Uh, there, oh yeah, there was that Eternals uh, 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 hardcover. They're rushing out to print the game in one, which I don't think is all that bad. Like I, I know some people really shit on it, but it's just like actually I don't think it's all that bad. I I, I liked. Well, I always liked J.R. J.R.'s art, Romita Jr., but uh, I thought it was a great series. They're putting out the movie, and they need something to sell yes. because of yeah. the movie. Yeah. But for Eternals, <laughs> they either had the Jack Kirby run, yeah. they had in the, I think around 1985, the 12-issue miniseries, yeah. and then they had the Neil Gaiman run. Yeah. Yeah, so the other what one. are you going to publish and push to the mass market. Well, not the other one, because the other right. one sucked. Neil Gaiman is a well-known name. Yeah. Um, so you go to any, say, actual bookstore, Yeah. and Neil Gaiman's a prominent name that can be yeah. featured, Yeah. and he could sell the book Yeah. with the name itself, with yeah. the, the Eternals branding. Yeah, he's one of the few names that your average bookstore owner these days will, act, will actually recognize, yeah. right? If you had, I don't know, Jack Kirby, if you have Jack Kirby's Eternals, yeah. it's probably not going to sell as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because it is, it, it is it, yeah. a little bit dated, yeah. and it probably has very little ties to the movie. It seems like the movie's probably going to be based off Neil Gaiman's storyline, yeah. which was kind of like a soft reset of Eternals anyways. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I'm not totally upset with that them doing it that way. If yeah. they had it done totally different, I would have snapped, right? <laughs> but, the, uh, but yeah, the thing I was going to rant on about was the uh, some group down in uh, Florida asking... Uh, state officials to prosecute schools for carrying, you know, graphic novels for young people, like everything from drama to this one summer and stuff like that. And this this type of crap just sickens the shit out of me, man. It's just like, you know, these, uh, you know, you, you, you can't shield your children for forever, right? It is just, and, and by doing that, you're just setting them up for drama later on in life. It's, and no one, no one in my mind has ever been traumatized by reading a book. No. Right? Or, or, or you know, or, you know, turned into a serial killer or anything like that. If you're it's a serial delinquents. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It's the same argument that they used against comics Way back, way back when, and it's just like, my God, is this true? I had to check the calendar. As a matter of fact, when I was reading that story, just to make sure that I had not tra- time traveled back to 1940, <laughs> right? And it was just like, I can't believe there are people still this stupid out there, right? But, but then again, look at the president. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You read like, about that before with the. Um before Batman, the Detective Comics hardcover. Yeah, yeah. And that was DC self-censoring yeah. and ignoring a part of their history, not publishing it. Yeah, and it's just like, okay. So, I mean, we all know there's a lot of stereotypes in there and some pretty awful stuff, but uh, you use the standard disclaimer that, well, that they did for Doom, the, the spirit, you know, for the betrayal of, of Ebony White, White. Yeah. Which, I, which you notice that when he comes back from the war, he really doesn't use Ebony again. He... He, uh, I'm assuming that, of course, young Jewish boy, when he gets into the army, he he meets 
a, a, a wider swath of people than he was ever exposed to yeah. at home. And I'm assuming that he, you know, met African-American people and that they let him know how they felt about him, right? And he, you know, to give him his due, he, you know, he, he, he changed his ways. But it's important to see this stuff because otherwise it's just like, oh, yeah, racism didn't, didn't exist way back then, right? All, all the car cartoons were perfect, just, you know, like that, uh, oh, God, that uh, was it the Walt Kelly one or the Walt Lance one, uh, uh, oh, uh, the uh, Beat Me With a Boogie Board uh, Oh God, I can't remember. It's 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 a title. If Sam was here, Sam would say, "Oh blah blah blah." But it's I mean, a horribly, horribly racist cartoon. But it's just like it's it's good to to show kids this because it's just like if you want to see what it really looks like, watch this cartoon. Yeah. And I'll play, I'll play cartoons like that for for younger people to in discussing racism and all that, and they're just astounded. They're like, "How how did they how did they even get away with doing a cartoon like that?" I said it was a different time. Yeah. So this shows you mindsets. It's, it's a great t uh, teaching tool, right? It's just like now, can you understand why you know they kept slaves back in Roman <laughs> times and stuff like that? Society progresses as it goes along, yes. and this is what I find fascinating about history: is seeing the difference of stuff okay. from the 1930s comic, which uh, you know drive uh, some people insane just reading it. Whereas, as to myself, when I read it, it's just like reading the social context that's... And it's there in all comics. Yeah. When you're, it's, it's not based out of blatant racism. It's, it's almost done out of ignorance, because you didn't yeah. know any better. Yeah, well, you can but, tell that Simon didn't know any better when he was doing Ebony White. No. But then you see him progress and be like, okay, this is wrong, I need to stop. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, uh, I mean, you know, and he, even... You know, re reading some of the Stan Lee stuff, like the I'll never forget the, uh, the Thunderbolt Ross with Sue Storm and the real condescending way he addressed her. You know, basically, oh, it was more or less, you know, well, a woman's place on the team is to be there and be pretty or type yeah. of thing. It was, it was freaking ridiculous, even back even back then. And uh, but you know, I can forgive them, forgive him because I mean, he, he I can always remember him writing those. Soapboxes, those editorials, in which he really spoke out about uh, racism and stuff like that during the '60s, yep. and spoke out very forcefully. And, and at the time, people don't realize because comics were being read on the, on the co college campuses as well as as the kids themselves. It sent a, you know, a powerful message across to a lot of people. I can remember reading it as a kid and thinking, "Yeah, obviously." Uh, Racism bad, right? <laughs> and Stan was there, and sure, you know, every everyone could be date, dated. Everyone gets dated sooner or later. And I hate to say it to people today, social justice warriors, but there's going to be a time when your kids are going to start calling you names too, right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's about as much ranting as I can as I can do without foaming at the mouth. Right? There you go. <laughs> More poly up on that. We're hitting around the 25-minute mark, so... Yeah, well, let's let uh, Bill Brennan's beautiful uh, theme music here, which I forgot to mention there. I, I always want to mention the fact that this beautiful little piece of music, there we go, is by Bill Brennan. Yeah. Doo -doo -doo -doo. See you next time. Take care.